There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Get the Table, another wrestling roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, Andy Murray, and Michael Sidgwick from What Culture here to discuss another burning wrestling issue. And that issue today is who will win their first world titles in 2023. Michael Sidgwick, you're going to start us off with someone who I suppose, at time of recording, could win it this year. Yeah, at time of recording, this is the eve of winter is coming. Um, Ricky Starks is going to challenge MJF, and it seems cut and dry. It's the first title defense for something that has been marketed as the Reign of Terror, and MJF has also built Brian Danielson as his seeming first pay-per-view opponent, mm-hmm. and he's simply just not going to lose his first title no. defense. However, Ricky Starks' promo on the Go Home Show was so unbelievable that more than one member of the wrestling media was like, well, really what they should have done is have him win the ring because he's so hot and he's so good, and then he can lose the title. So he's got a bit of credit in the bank Mm -hmm. going deeper into 2023. Is there a single person who doesn't like Ricky Starks? I honestly can't recall, and think of how, like, divided the wrestling fandom is online. I honestly don't recall reading any kind of sentiment along the lines of, ah, he's a bit overrated, oh, he doesn't have it, or he's not great at every single thing (laughs) that a professional wrestler needs to be great. The guy can talk. He's so great at it. The guy can play babyface and heal equally well, which is an incredible skill. I think he's a better babyface. I think he should win and probably will win his first title as a babyface. I think a lot of people are taking stock of how good a year he's had and how much people adore this man. And what I love about Ricky Starks and what he has a particular championship caliber quality and that is his ability to emote to convey a struggle to put something over as nothing less than totally and utterly devastating to his very core that pinfall near fall rather in the three-way match that swerve in our glory ended up winning the uh, tag team titles at the expense of the young bucks sheer heartbreak devastation in this man's soul of being unable to do it if he can do that in a near fall in a title match and then sell it, it'll be an absolutely incredible achievement. He's more than capable of doing it. His match quality is absolutely unreal. His promo game, as I said, is great. 
And ultimately, he's got every single characteristic required of a pro wrestling champion. He's the complete package, and I think it's going to happen for him next year. You could have a nice sort of cyclical nature to it all as well. Like you say, MJF defends on four pay-per-views next year. There's the whole bidding, bidding war of 2024 thing, although I know probably you and I all agree. He's all resigned. Agree. He's resigned. He's, he's resigned. Nowhere in 2024. But you could have him challenge again at next year's Winter is Coming as like a last chance before... MJF takes it over there in 2024, potentially. That's a nice story that it could go with it. Andy, your thoughts on that and your first pick for a 2023 champion? Ricky Starks has been good at the things that are very difficult to be good at since uh, years and years before he came into AEW, and it's been extremely gratifying watching him get over with an international wrestling fan base. It is nothing less than what he deserves. Um, he is... I, I love Ricky Starks on every single level. Uh, Michael's analysis is spot on. He's a guy who could have gone out there and just, you know, popped off like the traditional indie star by adopting a more high-impact, eye-catching style. But no, he calibrated himself to perfectly fit this environment at this time. And when he does win it, it's going to be the best thing of all time. He's perfect. I'm so much more impressed in 2022 with a TV star rather than a quote-unquote great in-ring wrestler. I think it's totally yeah. oversaturated. And MGF and Ricky Starks are two of the very best TV wrestlers. So I endorse your take of a sequel one year later. Is it a good enough idea for it's a good enough idea for hey, a fist bump? Just call me butter, baby. I'm on a roll. Um, wow, <laughs> <laughs> just a, a stupid bit. That yeah. Welcome to the studio, yeah, Andy. Just because we're two arseholes. <laughs> um, Eddie Kingston. I was going to say one of your pick first pick is someone who arguably you think should have won a title this year. I do this every year. I do this to myself every just year, and it manifest. never pans out. Got to manifest it yeah. from, from the moment, like we manifested top dollars WWE return. Um, from the moment WWE. From the moment AEW, <laughs> I got top dollar in my head now. Maybe he should win his first world title. Um, no. From the moment AEW announced the first Grand Slam, we've been we've been thinking about this, and I've been kind of putting this together, and I bought into my own BS with it. Uh, Eddie winning the title in New York is the most romantic, beautiful thing in the universe, and then him losing it a week later in the most cruel fashion would be the most heartbreaking thing in the universe. And I think it's perfect for him. I, him as a character, he's a tragic character. Uh, he's someone, you know, he, he spent all this time, resources, energy, years of his life trying to claw his way to this point. You heard it in the emotional build to his match with John Moxley at the end of 2022, which is one of my personal favorite wrestling feuds of all time. Um, and you hear it in the reality of the situation, like he's... He, before he gets the AEW contract, he's, he has to sell his gear or he's planning to sell his gear just so he can pay his mortgage and all of this stuff. He's the perfect figure to get this short-term, sympathetic, Dusty Rhodes-style title reign. With guys like Eddie, the chase is often more compelling than the reign, and I don't think Eddie needs to hold the belt for any length of time whatsoever. I think the perfect use for him. Ultimately, you have to tell the story of Eddie finally winning the big one, right? My worry with him is that they did that at Revolution this year when he beat Chris Jericho. My worry is that Tony Khan goes, hey, that's it, Eddie beat the big one, he beat the legend, all of this stuff. It's not enough. It's not enough, Tony Khan. Mm -hmm. He needs to win the belt. He needs to do it in New York. He needs to beat someone. I think MJF should hold the belt in December when his contract is expiring. <laughs> uh, and I, th I think you should generate drama from that. But there's no reason that Eddie cannot beat Maxwell Jacob Friedman in New York and then be screwed out of it the next week. Get DMX for the theme song. Jazz it all the way up. It's home city. Pops would be amazing. I would cry. It would be a lovely twist as well if Eddie Kingston were to lose the title back to MJF on the whole premise of the Reign of Terror, which we thought was over 
when Triple H lost it to Randy Orton and Jesus Christ, why wasn't it over? <laughs> but it wasn't over, so that could really sort of be a nice long-term thing that they could map out. I really like that as a touch, yeah. Hot potato in it is fine. Like you say, as long as MJF holds it into uh, the late 2023, you can put it on Eddie for a week. It's heartbreaking <laughs> saying that. Yeah. Name one person who wouldn't cry yeah. if he won the title. People without tear ducts, probably. Probably, but. yeah. Uh, my first pick is a bit of an obvious one and a bit of a cheat as well because technically he's been a world champion, but he's not been a world champion in AEW or WWE. And I think a lot of people expect that in 2023, Cody Rhodes will become a world champion. Um, I still think he should win it at WrestleMania having won the Royal Rumble. I think especially considering this year's Royal Rumble and how poorly, quite rightly, poorly received it was, just have two people win the Rumble that people want to see. <laughs> Don't have a part-timer come in and win it as much as I adore The Rock. Like, it was, was Becky Lynch and Cody. It's now probably... Rhea Ripley and Cody for me. Sami Zayn's great. I don't think he needs the the Royal Rumble win. Hell, Sami Zayn might win a world championship mm. in 2023. Could do the same storyline you have with yeah. Billy Kingston as well, but it does feel like it's time for Cody. Unless we forget, like, Cody was the, the Ring of Honor champion and the NWA champion, but the NWA is the world's heavyweight. That's multiple worlds. So you're okay. He's That's intergalactic. That's stardust. <laughs> um, yeah, Cody winning the... Big title in WWE is the story with him, isn't it? It's been his uh, story since the moment he returned. And he cut that promo about how you know Dusty could never reach that level. They're going to play into that. They're going to lean on that drama as they shoot. It's pro wrestling. You, mm. you, you absolutely take advantage of these situations. Dusty's legacy with NXT and all of that stuff. It's going to be wonderful. That big, beautiful, dramatic man is going to make it the corniest, cheesiest, most over-the-top, ball in his eyes out figured the yeah. world and I am going to love every second of it we need to normalize the fact in my opinion that the words corny and cheesy are not insults they are compliments <laughs> and Cody Rhodes is proof of that yeah what do you reckon to Cody and actually a quick word on Sammy as well it's astonishing how few championships he's won in in WWE NXT championship obviously I see championship and that's it. Um, do you think they could do like a hot potato thing with Sammy on the road to WrestleMania or is it cleaner to just keep it with Roman and then give it to Cody uh, at, the, at Mania? I think, and this is hardly a hot take, I think I've read millions, not millions, hundreds of derivations of this take. It's not mine. I think I've probably absorbed it from somebody else. But the play for me is Sami Zayn loses in heartbreaking fashion to Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble and he aligns or realigns with Kevin Owens, and they go on to take the Usos at WrestleMania. Again, not my take. I'm not pretending to be the first person to mm. have said that at all, but the fact that so many people want a big WrestleMania storyline to happen, and this is tracing back to, I think, September, when people really started to think this could be the direction, and it has a very strong chance of happening, makes me think, you know what, maybe I'm too much of a a snarky dickhead towards Triple H's booking regime because he's obviously done something right. He's created the fan expectation, a pipe dream of a destination, and he's quite elegantly, invisible camera aside, plotting his way to that. So that's the direction I would take with Sami Zayn. With Cody, yes, he's a top star. And ultimately, indirectly, the fact that he forewent, I don't know if that's a past tense, but we'll just go with it, <laughs> his chance to... Uh, 
have and hold the AEW world title. In fact, people resented his character almost for not doing that. That just adds an additional level of intrigue, like the delayed gratification mm. of something that a lot of people, albeit on a different side of the tribe, really, really wanted more than anything in late 2019. And he'd be such a great champion as yeah. well. He's got that regal sort of Bockwinkle-esque sort of class and elegance and just a different kind of champion to um, one we've seen in years and years and mm. years. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, returning to AEW, yep. uh, fantastic. Obviously, Jamie Hayter become a world champion this year. But in terms of the women's division, there's someone else who you think should be crowned champion in 2023. Yeah, Chris Statlander. Chris Statlander was on such incredible form before she was so cruelly struck down by yet another knee injury but in that weird weird way that professional wrestling works it might in the long long run provided she can physically overcome we've seen people suffer knee injuries and never be the same again so my fingers are really crossed for Statlander I think she's got all the potential in the world but indirectly that could layer her with yet more sympathy and drive this big moment I think it was heading in that direction um, I think it was reported, I can't remember who, off the top of my head, um, that she was set to dethrone Jade Cargill at uh, Grand Slam, which might explain, not justify, but explain how the bizarre turn that mm. Jade's uh, mm. character has taken. But regardless, back onto the topic at hand, Statlander's stuff has always impressed me. I remember, right, when in late 2019, a lot of people were saying, does Dynamite suck ass now? Like, what is, <laughs> what, what's happening here and can we fix it? Throughout that period, the one constant was, oh, thank God Chris Statlander's here because she's working like weekly bangers and her stuff looks so convincing, explosive, um, tight, snug, stiff, but safe. Just basically like in ring, everything I want from a professional wrestler. And then she got the injury. And then when she returned from injury, there was like minimal TV time realistically. And yet she was so talented mm. that she really caught the eye yet again. Some of her stuff, man, before she got this latest reoccurrence of the knee injury, I was watching it thinking, 
your opponent's okay because <laughs> you are killing them and I'm a sicko and I love that about you. Um, like her in-ring work is so tight and complete. She's such a badass. She's so explosive. And uh, like she's got a bond with that audience as well. And I think she should be the person to potentially dethrone Jamie Hayter. Um, look, I know that Sasha, if she does in fact appear for AEW, will want that push. And they'll be stupid not to give it that level of push. But at some point, I think it will happen for Statlander. And even if it doesn't happen via Hater, she should defend against Hater because what an absolutely physical ripper Oof. that match would be. It would be awesome. It's on my kind of dream matches for 2023 list, incidentally. But I love Statlander and she deserves the world. Yeah, be a great, great story, like Sid said, in yeah. terms of a comeback. The weird thing with her is, if correct me if I'm wrong, but I think she's actually shredded the different knee this time as well. Yeah. It's crazy that she's had these two really serious knee injuries on t- different joints, really rotten luck. Uh, yeah, Chris is so awesome. Um, they shed the alien gimmick. Great. That was kind of like the one thing for me that was holding her back a little bit. I know some people, when, I, when I've spoken about this on Twitter, some people have replied and said, I actually kind of like the uniqueness of it for me, was kind of holding her back a little yeah. bit from being received as a serious top-level threat, I think. Um, I like wacky stuff every night. Like, I love Orange Cassidy. He's a great adaptation of how to do it without sacrificing pro wrestling psychology. Uh, I love Dan Housen. That's probably a better example of a gimmick that does have a certain ceiling on the card, yeah. uh, no matter how over it gets. So I'm glad she did that. I think she's awesome. That division, <laughs> that division is going to be full of people beating the crap out of each other next yeah. year. Jamie Hayter, Chris Statlander coming back, uh, like Tony Storm, Tony Storm, Hikaru Shida, more than willing to just get into it. If they bring back people like Ryu Mizunami and stuff, um, Sasha against those people ragdolling herself would uh, be unbelievable. God. Athena kicking ass everywhere at the moment. I can't wait for this division next year, man. More than one match a week would be nice, but I'm looking forward to it. Hey, I think it's time to press the button. In terms of the uh, AW women's division, go on. Improving. And I mean, (laughs) folks, where's the lie? Uh, Sticking with female champions, Andy, I'm fascinated to see how your pick, or how would you you would crown your pick in in 2023? It's really, really simple, this one. Uh, WWE love her, and she's good, so she's going to get the belt. (laughs) Uh, It's Raquel Rodriguez. Um, She's going to face Ronda at the Rumble, by all accounts. They've done this injury angle. Maybe they'll have actually booked this match by the time this video goes Mm -hmm. out, but it seems like they're going in that way. They've done the injury thing. Uh... You'd imagine Ronda would win there and then carry it to Mania to, to, to maybe face Becky, or even if that match has cooled off quite a bit, I think, uh, over the past year or so. But it just, from the moment she broke out on her own a little bit in NXT, um, the match that kind of made me pay attention to Raquel the most was the, the arena-wide brawl with Rhea Ripley, which was so much fun. It was such a good, fun plunder match, and Rhea's been awesome for ages, of yeah. course, but for that was the moment I kind of stood up and took notice of Raquel as a prospect. I do think that she's more compelling as, like, a cool heel yes. than she is um, as the smiling baby face. Not that I've had major problems with her main roster run or anything. I think she's been broadly good, don't get me wrong, but I think slotting her back into that role would be a good idea uh, because she'd make a great foil for some of the other wrestlers on the roster. Uh, it's definitely a later in the year kind of thing. Yeah. It's definitely a let's get to SummerSlam or whatever, whatever. But if we follow the lineage of 
we say the line is Becky beats Ronda at Mania. It's by no means guaranteed, I don't think. But uh, heel Raquel versus Becky could be really awesome. And Becky would work extremely hard uh, to make sure that that moment resonated in the way it should as well. Yeah, yeah, we've seen through watching Raquel in NXT, and I'm glad it's Andy sat next to me and not Hamflet, because as I, as I say this, she played a great sort of Diesel-esque role in NXT. She's there smiling baby face right now in WWE because that's what they need from her but I think why heel Raquel's why? much preferable isn't it yeah like anything is preferable to these weird hand slapping fixed smile baby faces mm-hmm. like come on look I think the idea that Triple H and Vince McMahon are completely different bookers is wild and wrong but you don't have to even if you've studied under the same guy for that many years and you share the same puerile sense of humor we there's enough evidence from his NXT heyday to suggest that Triple H knows, right, the old man's a bit cooked and we shouldn't do any of his weirdest impulses. <laughs> Why is this continuing? Yeah. Get over it. Hopefully this injury angle is a storyline explanation for why she hasn't got a stupid smile on her face all of the goddamn time. Um, it could be, right, I, this is serious business. You've really hurt me. That could be the, the next phase of mm. her character development. Um, and yes, she has impressed me way more in NXT and we were one of the few people who actually watched it <laughs> and reviewed it wherever you get your podcasts from. Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, etc. Paper shop. Um, absolutely. Look, she's great. She can be even better. Yeah. They have not even began to explore what was so cool about her on this main roster. But as I said, this write-off might function as a way of doing that. A great baby face that I think uh, should win a world championship in uh, in 2023. Someone who, at time of recording, has literally just become uh, NXT Women's Champion. She's had an incredible year. She started it as champion, in fact, and ended it as champion somewhere else. Roxanne Perez has been a revelation since, since she arrived in, in NXT. Sige, could next be next year be her year on the main roster? I don't want to piss on your chips, oh. but... Professional wrestler with experience in another organization, outclassing PC trainer. It's not a relevation to me. Yeah. Uh, a relevation to me, it just isn't. However, my d- usual trademark snark aside, she's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, honestly, she deserves a big main roster um, opportunity. Fans have gravitated towards her. I personally, especially when someone's that good already, like, like what's the holdup? Yeah. This company badly needs a youth movement, new blood. I know it's doing well in the ratings and it's got a bit of buzz about it, but like their headline crew is very, very old indeed. Yeah. And it just like wrestling across the board, AEW and WWE skews closer to 49 than 18 in that demographic. Why not really try and promote new young acts? And Roxanne Perez is very, very good indeed. And yeah, we just need new young people. I'm 37. I don't really know what young people are into. I can't solve wrestling's problems. But surely, when I was growing up in like the Attitude Era, like I used to think people were so ancient, right? And I used to get put off by how old they were and how long they'd stuck around. And it was only when you completely lent into that and reinvented yourself as a carny like Hulk Hogan that I think, all right, that makes sense now. That's a bit cooler. But Rock, Austin, they were like, these are young guys. Mm. We don't really have that anymore. A bit of a speed round. Those are our six picks, but I thought I'd make it up to ten because it feels weird otherwise at World Culture not make it a list of ten people. I write eight lists sometimes. Eight and I I need two more. It doesn't fit. (laughs) Um, I feel guilty. Do you reckon Candice LeRae's chances are becoming a world champion next year? 
Um, I think, uh, unfortunately, like her husband, she has a uh, higher chance of getting stuck in some of the worst creative soup you've ever tasted. Yeah. Um, because, oh my goodness, what have they done to Jonathan Gargano since he came back? Um, good chance, yeah. I, I Candice rules, man. She's She's been so great for so long. There was always a cynic, like when she was in PWG and having all those brawls and those crazy matches, there was always like a cynicism to it bubbling under the surface. Oh, it's all intergender matches, blah, blah, blah. Not complete nonsense. Candice Lurie's great across the board. Um, the, figure the character out, Triple H, yeah. and that'll be the ticket because we got enough, we got enough tough baby straight talking baby faces and we've got enough whatever Johnny's doing. Yes. Find something that isn't any of that and they might have the answer. Powerhouse Hobbs. Love him. Oh. I admire the hell out of the guy. I use that expression every single time we talk about him on a podcast. He's impossible not to just admire the hell out of. Um, he's great. His work's tremendous. His look is eye-catching. Uh, he's just class. He's absolutely class. He's earned this spot and... Just if you look at his backstory, they can build a monster of a baby face mm. and it'll never feel remotely synthetic. Could Miro become world champion in 2023, Andy? He needs to get booked first, mate. Well, that, was, uh, that was my joke. <laughs> 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 to get right out of the pocket like a chip from a McDonald's bag. And yeah, no, he needs to be on TV before he can win belts. Look, the fact that he isn't on TV uh, and he's not happy to play a certain role that... It feels like there's a creative difference there. In fact, yeah. Dave Meltzer reported there was an actual, literal creative difference there. Miro sees himself in one spot. Good, he's an independent contractor and competition exists. He, he should have every right to have that agency, but it doesn't feel like that is reflected internally within AEW. Final name for you, Andy. He's potentially having a dream match at WrestleMania this year. Gunther. Like, look, consider what they've done with him as, yeah. as IC champion. They clearly have big big plans for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, him and Brock at WrestleMania, reportedly. That's really interesting. Um, Brock, incredible seller. The least talked about part of his game. If he puts Goomfer over, it could be the best thing of all time. Um, I'm, I'm still a little bit dubious. I know his main roster run's been really, really great. Better than any of us could have imagined between Vince booking him and... Going for Stark and all of that stuff uh, that arose earlier in the year. Great run. Really enjoyed it. I wonder if maybe his ceiling is like almost like a monster of the month, old school type role that a babyface champion beats on a random pay-per-view. I certainly hope it isn't. Uh, I would not rule his chances completely out of becoming world champion because I think he is just a wonderful performer in every single level. Um... I'm coin flipping it and I'm landing on yes. Why not? Yeah, I've just thought we've already booked Cody Rhodes to be world champion and we know what his tits look like bruised. So there <coughs> you go. Uh, let us know your picks for uh, world champions in 2023 in the comment section or on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Andy Murray on Twitter at... No, you cannot. You can follow Michael Sidgwick on Twitter at... M. Sidgwick. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilbur. Follow all of us at WhatCultureWWE. But for now, this has been Get the Table. My thanks to Andy, to Michael. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.